Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. And we'll ask you to take your Bibles and turn with us, if you would, over to the book of Galatians and the sixth chapter. Verse number one, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, Ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. We'd like to speak to you on the subject, are you high maintenance? Are you high maintenance? This is not a message for you to look at some other brother, some other sister, but look at ourselves. Examine ourselves, the Bible says. Prove your own selves. Are you high maintenance? A blessing enjoyed in Christ is support from brethren in times of spiritual crisis. Every one of us have been through hard places. I don't know of a Christian anywhere that has not been through some difficult situations. In those times, we need support from our brethren, mothers in Zion, and people who are established and strong in the Lord. And we're told in the Word of God very clearly that we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. In Romans, the 15th chapter and verse number 1. So those who are strong are to support those who are weak. And those who are spiritual are to help those who are overcome in a fault. Is what we read here in the book of Galatians. And so it's a part of the law of Christ to bear one another's burdens. At the same time, We each one have the responsibility of becoming strong. As a newborn babe, we are weak. But God does not intend for us to stay weak. It is the desire of God that every one of us become a strong brother or sister in the Lord. Amen. There's times when we bear one another's burdens. But there comes a time God wants you to be strong enough to bear your own load. Don't ever become satisfied with the pastor or someone else in the congregation always bearing your load. This is what Galatians is talking about in verse number four. But let every man prove his own work 
and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another for every man. And that means every woman, every young person shall bear his own burdens. Amen. And so friend, we will be held accountable for our actions. According to the book of Romans and the 14th chapter and verse number 12, he lets us see here, so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And we're also told in the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter beginning at verse number 12, and also verse number 13, wherefore lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Some Christians never seem to progress from being supported to supporting themselves. Amen. We as Christians, after being saved, we must make progress. Amen. So that we won't have to be supported all the time by people in the congregation, but we come to a place where we can support ourselves. There's times when people need to learn how to get a hold of God for themselves because the preacher's not always going to be there. That one you look up to, that brother, that sister, that you depend on so much, there's coming a day that they're not going to be there for you and you need to learn how to get a hold of God for yourselves. Amen. There are people today, they remain very dependent upon their brethren. Sometimes they remain very, very dependent upon their pastor. Are you high maintenance? Amen. They become very, very dependent upon some brother in the congregation or some sister in the congregation. Friend, it's time to grow up. They remain very dependent on someone else unless constantly nurtured by some brother or by some sister or by the pastor they fall away and become discouraged. Such brethren or sisters could be described as high maintenance. Are you high maintenance? When it's okay to be high maintenance in some situations that we'll deal with, there's times when God would say to us, you know, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I thought as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So what do we mean by high maintenance? It refers to the need for a lot of attention. Is that you? I'm talking about required to maintain something in good order. That's what it means, high maintenance, requiring a lot of time energy, or money. Any person or thing that requires a lot of attention would be considered 
high maintenance. Cars that require a lot of work to keep running, we say this car is high maintenance. You put the transmission in it and you think everything's being okay now and then the motor goes out. And then you put a motor in it and you think, well, I've done everything now and the rear end goes out of it. And you hate to trade it off because everything on it's new, but everything keeps happening to it. That's high maintenance. Amen. What about employees that require close supervision to do their jobs right? That's referred to as high maintenance. And then when it has to do with others, talking about people that require a lot of gifts, a lot of time, and a lot of energy. Some Christians, I believe, are high maintenance. And friend, I'm not saying these things to wound or to hurt in any way, but I believe that this message will help us to get beyond this so that we're not high maintenance, but that we also can be a help to others. Amen. Friend, if you require a lot of cuddling and pampering to be active in the Christian work, that's a good sign you are high maintenance. Certainly babes in Christ start out their new spiritual life and it's normal for them to be high maintenance. Just like it is in the literal. When a little baby's born, you don't take that baby and put it in the playpen or the baby bed and say, now right here is the shampoo for your hair and here's a stack of diapers and here's some baby wipes and some Q-tips and here's some alcohol and, and you take good care of yourself. I'll be back in about a week. No, it's a lot of high maintenance for a little baby. And that's normal. I'm not talking about that. That's normal for a new convert. Amen. But slothful Christians who attend and work only when constantly prodded. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Some around the church are definitely high maintenance. There's even congregations that Paul spoke of that I believe was high maintenance. For instance, in 1 Corinthians and the third chapter beginning verse number one, the Bible says, and I brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Now in contrast to that, my friend, we find the church at Philippi was altogether different than the church of God at Corinth. Because we read in the book of Philippians and the very first chapter, beginning at verse number three, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making request with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now 
being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it even until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to thank this of you all, because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. Paul looked at this congregation altogether different than he looked at the congregation, the church of God at Corinth. We read further concerning the church of God at Corinth in 2 Corinthians, amen, in the 12th chapter. We read these words beginning at verse number 20. For I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, and that I should be found unto you as ye would not, lest there be debates and envies and wraths and strifes and backbitings and whisperings and swellings and tumults, unless when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and that I shall be well many which have sinned already and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. So we could look at the church of God at Corinth, certainly not everyone there, but many of them was high maintenance. Paul had to spend more time dealing with problems at the church of God at Corinth than any other congregation. So some high maintenance is good. Some high maintenance is necessary in the work of the local church, but when it exists where it should not, then there can be some problems. So the difficulty of high maintenance. High maintenance is crucial for the newborn Christian, just as it is for the physical baby. Why a newborn Christian most of the time is weak in faith, weak in knowledge, and without the proper attention, they may soon be overcome. High maintenance is essential for hurting Christians. Sometimes saints of God go through some hard experiences and they're left hurt, bleeding in these situations. They need their brother. They need their sister. They need their pastor. Amen, just as it is for once uh, someone that's sick, someone that has a dreaded disease, someone that's injured, someone that's been overtaken in a fault, maybe someone that's lost a loved one, even someone that's being persecuted. In those cases, people need high maintenance. Without the proper attention, it's possible even people that's been saved for a long time may be overwhelmed in such cases. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse 14, he said, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. So we're encouraged in the word of God as stronger Christians to support the weak. But there's times when it has the opposite effect. There's times when it hinders. 
Somebody said, when is that? When it hinders the growth of the church, which grows through evangelism and edification, which may not, if undue effort is spent, on a select few. And this is the way it is. And so many cases that the pastor has to spend so much time on just a select few. We read in 2 Corinthians, amen, in the second chapter, beginning at verse number 12. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach the gospel, a door was opened unto me of the Lord. I had no rest in my spirit because I found not Titus, my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went from thence into Macedonia. Babes in Christ many times are not helped because others who've been saved long enough that they should no longer be high maintenance still require so much of the time of the pastor and of spiritual people in the congregation. Sometimes the sick and the dying are neglected because others require so much attention. There are times in our spiritual lives, I say again, that we all require high maintenance. There may be a time in my life, there's been times in the past where I required high maintenance. And there may be time in the future. That's not what I'm talking about. But to avoid it, from those who really need it, we should give serious thought and effort toward this subject. We need high maintenance when we're babes in Christ. But we should reach a point where we do not need it. Have you reached that point yet? If you haven't, God wants you to grow. God wants you to mature where you're no longer one that would be high maintenance. Where we can become the provider and not just the recipient. God wants every child of God to become a provider and not a recipient. Some people are only recipients. They're only taking it in all the time and they never put it out. Amen. Consider the unfortunate case of the Hebrew Christians. And friend, I believe this explains what we're dealing with very clearly. For when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. What was he saying? You have been saved long enough. Your conversion was way back there. You ought to be teachers by now. You ought to be able to teach the word of God. 
if you would have applied yourself like you should have applied yourself, by this time, you could be eating the strong meat of the Word of God, but you're still on the milk of the Word of God. You know what the Hebrew writer was dealing with? People who were high maintenance. Amen. How is it in your heart and life? Amen. Strength from brethren is certainly helpful when we need it. But we should also reach a point where our strength comes from God. I'm talking about where we can become producers and not consumers. Amen. We can consider the remarkable example of the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians and the fourth chapter, verses 11 through 13. Notice what the Bible says. Now I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I'm not talking about something that you got to do within yourself, but you as a Christian can also say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. Friend, you got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Notice, my friend, what the Apostle Paul had to say in 2 Corinthians and the first chapter and verse number three. Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them that are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Whereas the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in enduring the same suffering which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Notice what verse number four is saying to us, who comforted us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted. Yes, dear ones, we are to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. And the strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak. According to Romans, the 15th chapter and verse number one, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. But my desire has been to challenge us in thinking about your service to Jesus Christ. Because we're told here in our text in Galatians, the sixth chapter and verse number four, 
but let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. To reflect about your work in the kingdom of God, are you bearing your own load? Amen. Our text said in the sixth chapter and verse number five, for every man shall bear his own burden. When a burden becomes unbearable, that is when we need high maintenance from our brethren. How much of that time of Brother Decker's do you require? Now, I'm not saying if you've got a need, he wants to help you. Somebody said, but I need counsel. Well, has he already counseled you on that line? Well, chances are it's the same counsel. If it's the same problem, it's the same counsel, right? Your pastor's time is very, very valuable. Amen. I'm not talking about when it's high maintenance, when it's essential, but I'm talking about things that's not essential. You've been saved long enough. It's time to grow up. It's time to start bearing your own burden. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 9, he also that is slothful in his work is a brother to him that is a great waster. I wonder how is it in your life? I pray that you haven't took this message in the wrong way because I didn't intend to hurt anybody. But what about it, friend? Don't you think, like my mother used to say to me, Larry, don't you think it's about time you growed up? I heard that a lot. Sometimes I think God would like to say that to us. It's just about time you growed up. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.